Hi, everyone, and welcome to the September 10th, 2021 episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor here at Automotive News Canada. Folks, do you remember auto shows? I know I barely do, but they're slowly returning around the world as people try and put the COVID-19 pandemic behind them. And today, one of the first shows in Canada kicks off. Drive Festival, an experiential auto event that allows consumers to test drive vehicles, starts in Bowmanville, Ontario. We'll speak with organizer Adam Ruppel about the show's premise and what it took to get it off the ground during this pandemic. We'll also speak with Hyundai Canada Director of Marketing, Christine Smith, about participating in the event and what auto shows mean to automakers in a post-pandemic market. All that and more on this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. Adam, thanks for joining me on the podcast this week. Excellent. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Let's start here. How are you feeling heading into this weekend? What are the expectations? Well, I mean, it's a it's a first year event, but uh, there's a lot of excitement around it, and we got a lot of uh, great uh, we've got a lot of great uh, content and excitement and uh, activations, and so it's uh, it's very thrilling and also challenging to put together. <laughs> I was just going to get to that. What was the process like getting this off the ground during a pandemic? I mean, what were the hurdles or concerns or or roadblocks that you had to deal with? Yeah, lots of risk. We we basically just made the decision to go ahead with it um, end of May when Ontario's reopening plan came out and once the vaccinations went up. But it has always been a you know a challenge all around, all along. Like what? How are we going to be able to do it? What what are the you know what's public health going to do? That kind of stuff. So it it has been super challenging. Is there anything that jumps out at you, or did you have to work with with public health agencies yeah. or with the Ministry of Health? I just wonder what the process was like getting from, you know, the go ahead in May. We're going with this, and then how you got to today. Well, actually, the Ontario's reopening plan um, wants events to come back. Uh, they are risky to come back, but they want events to come back. So, in step three, which we knew we were getting at, um, it was opening up that we were allowed to um, basically have. Uh, have the uh, the event happen so we knew that that the event was going to go ahead um ontario's wants to get business back going so we thought uh, you know let's do it i know this isn't an auto show per se the way that most people think of auto shows this is this is a lot of um experience on hand test drives that kind of thing but it is really the first auto event, if you will, that goes live in sort of the post-pandemic Canada. How does that make you feel? I, I mean, you're sort of setting the standard and sort of also the canary in the coal mine. I just wonder how that makes you feel. I mean, it, it, certainly there's the excitement factor and then there's the stress factor of it as well. <laughs> how stressed are you? And oh, what are you yeah. doing to manage it? Uh, no, I'm, uh, I haven't slept well for a month, I will tell you that. And, uh, but I've got a very good team here and a good business partner in Fred Cox um, from National Event Management and, uh, so, and a great park to work with in the entire Watersport Park. So it's really, you know, I think a lot of people are really helping because um, they want this, this event to work and they want it to come together. So it's, it's a lot of teamwork that's happening. And that's what we're kind of seeing is like, hey, we might have uh, – where everybody's here to support each other and make this event uh, the best event possible for an inaugural event in a pandemic. 
What are you hearing from automakers and brands that are participating? Are they excited? Were there some that are still hesitant and declined? I just wonder what the response has been from the industry itself. Oh, it's been fabulous, but you know, we didn't, we certainly, um, you know, uh, I would say like FAF between their auto groups, like McLaren Pagani wanted their cars out here. Um, we also had great support from Hyundai and uh, Nissan and we got, um, you know, uh, an amazing support from FAF. So, you know, we got enough content and enough support to um, launch an inaugural event, but we certainly had a lot of other auto manufacturers saying, we want to do it next year. <laughs> we just can't budget for it or we just can't do it in COVID. So, that's the thing. I mean, how much planning has to go into this in order to make it get off the ground? You can't just in, um, you know, three months ago say, hey, let's have an event. Um, and you can't spring it on the automakers either, can you? We started working on it in 2019, the concept, and then we started selling it in 2019. We actually had a show in 2020 and it got canceled in March. Right. Yeah. How tough was that? How tough Very. was the wait? Huge, huge very tough in the event promotion industry plus all the investment that you make to to get an event launched and then have it back off but last fall we started to sell and put our name out there last uh, september that we were going to do the automotive event i don't think people believed we were going to do it <laughs> but, <laughs> but we were and uh we put our name out there and uh, we got some great supporters and uh you know at last minute we got a lot more support than we even expected what role do you think live events play now in a post-pandemic world in the auto industry? Do they last? How do they change? How important are they? I just wonder where you see events like yours and other auto shows going from here. How key are they in the entire industry? Well, I mean, I think that one thing is, you know, outdoor events are are a little bit risky with weather and everything else, and activations are challenging, but what we're trying to do is put something forward to the consumers and showcase the manufacturers and show how fun, show how fun cars are. Um, and, uh, and, uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, I think static car shows that are indoors are great and they certainly serve a purpose. We're not trying to compete with them, but you know, we're, um, we're, uh, doing something, uh, different and giving consumers more of an experience with those individual car models and those manufacturers than they can get at a static car show. Well, it's funny you say that because we've heard the North American International Auto Show in Detroit is going to offer some more experiential things um, at their show. Is this the future? Outdoor events, particularly in a COVID sort of lifestyle and world? And do people want to get in the cars and, and test drive them, not just sit in them and touch them and smell them, but actually, you know, rip around the track and hit an off-road course. Is this the future of auto shows? What you're doing, do you think? Well, I wouldn't do it if I didn't think it was. And <laughs> <laughs> I guess that answers your question. Yeah, no, quite plainly, you're right. Um, I'm excited to see how it works out. Do you have any idea how many uh, tickets and bookings you've had? Have you surpassed your expectations? Have you hit your targets? What were they? Uh, yeah, I mean, we've uh, certainly hit our targets. So I think uh, I think uh, we're going to have a great weekend. Friday is going to be quiet, um, but it will give us a chance to, you know, uh, test everything out and fix any little problems. And then Saturday, Sunday are going to be jammed with a lot of people coming. 
Well, I wish you all the best. Um, we're certainly watching and, and keeping an eye on it as it is one of the first events in Canada, yep. not just as an auto show, but an event such as this. Um, they're yep. a little more rare than auto shows. So all the best to you, and thanks for this. Hey, thanks so much for having me. After speaking with Adam, I caught up with Hyundai Canada Director of Marketing, Christine Smith, to get an automaker's take on the return of live consumer events. Christine, thanks for joining me on the show. Absolutely. Happy to be here. We're happy to have you. Uh, I have to start here. Why this event? Why now? Well, I think, you know, it's been, what, 18 months since we've been able to get out there and interact with consumers. And we've launched a lot of great new vehicles in that time. And so we wanted to take the opportunity um, to get out there, get our cars in front of consumers, let them drive in a lot of cases and and see all the new stuff. Um, The great thing about an outdoor event in the current times as well is we're able to to make sure we're doing it safely and in a way people can interact comfortably and and participate. Uh, And so it's a great way to kind of dip our toes back in the water of events um, before some of the indoor events start, you know, later this fall and into next winter. You mentioned it, outdoors, safety concerns, things like that. Is that part of the reason you chose this? Were you looking for anything in particular when Hyundai Canada wanted to um, attend it, sort of its first show post-pandemic? So was outdoor key? Was um, by appointment test drives key? I just wonder if there were certain things you were looking for or how you came to the decision as a company. Yeah, I don't think there was any one single motivating factor. I think that this show offers a lot of great opportunities for us. I think it allows um, a great way to show the diversity of our lineup, both in person in a booth type setting, but also on the road. So the the tracks that they have, the kind of regular OEM track, the performance track, the off-road track, lets us showcase a great range of vehicles that maybe people wouldn't expect from Hyundai or or kind of think that we had, whether that's our electrified portfolio, whether that's our performance vehicles with our N-Line and N-Brand, whether that's our new compact SUV open bed, the Santa Cruz. Um, It really lets us show these vehicles what they can do and let people see them, feel them, sit in them. Also with some of the, as we know, some of the inventory shortages going on around the country at dealerships, you know, it can be hard to find these vehicles and and see them live because they're getting sold quite quickly. So again, it provides a way for consumers to get out there and see it. And I think just, you know, the, the current situation is what it is. People are getting more and more comfortable with going to events. Outdoor events just provide that extra level of comfort. But, you know, as we've seen with some of the movie um, premieres lately and, and, and so on, you know, the numbers are increasing in terms of uh, box office and participation numbers, even at indoor events. And so I think we're, we're, we're on the move back to uh, safe events that are well-managed and uh, people can attend and feel comfortable. It is a, a show where folks can get behind the wheel, as you said, and, and rip around a track or go off-roading. Is this where auto shows are headed in the future? Because we've heard that this might be part of the North American International Auto Show in Detroit, these types of displays and interactivity that you can um, take part in. Is this where we're headed for auto shows in the future? I hope so. Listen, the more butts we can get in seats and the more, t- more ways we can let people experience our products, all the better. I mean, there's so much out there now um, and, and, and so many questions from consumers. We look at, uh, you know, where the future is going and with electrification, um, uh, you know, people have more questions than answers where it comes to those vehicles. What do they drive like? Does it feel different? Does it go fast? Does it, you know, 
Um, do, does it feel substantial on the road? Does it have the capability I need? Some of that stuff you can't tell from an ad or a website or even from seeing a car in a booth. And if we sure. can get people behind the wheel, explore, ex, um, really trying the car out and then talking about it with their friends, that's going to be the best formula for us. So I really hope that that's the model. And, and certainly from what we're hearing, more shows do seem to be incorporating some kind of test drive programming as part of uh, of what they're doing. It's a challenge because a lot of these shows are also downtown and, you know, they're not necessarily geographically well set up for this. It's not everything can be at um, a racetrack where we can have three tracks to try out different vehicles. But um, certainly if we can find a way to make it work and make it work at scale, I think it's a huge opportunity for us. Does Hyundai Canada still see value in the traditional shows, such as the Canadian International Auto Show, ones that are indoors and sort of static? Um, is there still value in that? And what is that value if you believe in that? Yeah, I think that they're always going to have value. I think you're always going to have um, enthusiasts and shoppers who like to go to an environment like that to see everything that's out there. And it's really important for a brand like Hyundai, where maybe people have a predisposed set of expectations or biases and beliefs about our brand, for us to be there to show them that we're more than what they think. It's also important for us to be there because we're on the forefront of things like electrification. And as these shows start to place greater um, focus on areas like that and have actually dedicated spaces to educate um, and and kind of uh, create more awareness around how the technology can fit in you know the lives of drivers. It's going to be really critical for Hyundai to be there as well um, because you want we want to make sure our brand is connected to those types of uh, awareness driving activities. I actually I never even thought of that. Uh, the indoor space is a great way because everyone says it. Uh, we hear people educate, um, and that's sort of what we need yeah. on the electrification front. I never even thought that that is sort of an intimate way to do that, and you can show chargers, I would assume, and and some stuff that you might not find outdoors at a track. A hundred percent. And I mean, you look at how the market is evolving, and I think we are kind of approaching or at this um, really fascinating point in time, this tipping point, if you will, where the vast majority of people are are looking at EVs and saying, hmm, is it time, right? You have yeah. your early adopters, your leading edge. They're there. They, you know, we don't need to convince them. But 45% of the market is, is strongly considering an EV as their next vehicle, but they've got more questions than answers. And so, uh, you know, I think a show like an auto show provides a great format uh, for them to go and get answers and objective information especially because we know two-thirds of consumers are also only visiting one dealership when they're doing their shopping, you know. So they've made their decision before they're entering a dealership. The auto show uh, format can provide a great educational opportunity during that shopping process um, that maybe the dealership used to provide, but now it's happening far more upstream. Christine, I appreciate you joining me this week. Um, Great stuff. Great. Thank you. We reached Adam at the festival itself and touched base with Christine in her office in the GTA. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glason at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website. Just click the podcast tab at the top of the homepage. That does it for this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. 
So long, everybody.